You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. What up, guys? Hey, Welcome to this episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Review. Um, actually, the last one that Todd and I will be doing in person for a while as I'm moving to Knoxville. Don't remind me, buddy. I'm very saddened by that. Sorry, thought. dude. Sorry, dude. I'm sorry. We're gonna too. we're gonna do it from remotely. We do it remotely. Yeah, we do it remotely. It'll be we like have a long, the technology. Long be distance relationship. It'll it's be so cute. Go. Those always work out very well. Oh yeah, they never get. <laughs> they're never a complete mess. All right, who we got this week? We got um, who who is the comedian Adrina Lapalucci? She was cool. Yeah, I don't know if I said that right. And then Stephen C. Maya. I thought it was Adrian, but oh, is it Adrian? I do. Adrina, never heard of that name. Um, <laughs> Just saying, Adrino Glanda. <laughs> Pretty sure his name is Ad- her name is Adrian. Uh, you know what? I may have just like she's awesome. Spoke it into my phone's right to there. You go notepad and then thing, Mister Stephen Meyer. I do not have Adrian's last name though, so I apologize. What's her last name? I thought it was like Lap. It's uh, very Italian. It, my phone does not understand my accent at all. So, I don't know if you can set it to like British English for speaking, but it's often a mess when I say people's names. All right, but well, yeah. Anyway, anyway, great people. Oh, what is it? Uh, Lapalucci. I think it's Lapalucci. Adrian Lapalucci. Mm-hmm. Love that. Are we starting with Adrian today, or are we starting with Mr. Stephen Meyer? I'd like to do Stephen first. Yeah, that that one seems like there's more there. There's a lot more there. Well, you know, talking to comedians is a lot of fun. I love listening to those. However, um. A lot going on in Steven's one. Steven's world. There's a lot going on in Steven's world. Yeah, so philosopher, smart guy, right? Um, And kind of has, like, I don't know if this is, like, not to say a new take, but I wonder if this is, like, a re-emerging thought that's coming into science where there's, like, room for God now Hmm. or something. What was your take on it? I got to say I was extremely confused by this the combination. Long, the long words that no, he was using. Well, oh, that sorry. too, but just the combination of science and God in the same sentence hmm. alone. I had never heard anything like that. I've never heard somebody reference, you know, old school philosophers like um, uh, the guy, uh, Newton's Law, right? Right. So. Well, you know, these. Well, well no, let me finish my yeah, thought. Yeah, so, go, go. so he was talking about the theory, you know, the theory of uh, gravity and Newton, right? And saying that Newton was trying to prove that there was a God when he was talking about gravity, which Mm -hmm. I had never heard before, right? There was a lot of things that I had never heard before out of this guy's uh, or out of yeah, all well, of his statements, but like and, pretty much everyone back in the day was religious in some. You like I get that you had been weird if you weren't. So totally. even even the scientists and mathematicians and stuff were right. But at the time, I guess maybe back then, yeah, they were thinking that math had a lot to do with God, right? Because math was such a 
an amazing like pure thing it was just something that made more sense of the world yeah right it made sense of what was going on and so i get how that correlates then but i don't get how it correlates now well yeah i mean the, right the, the 100%, am, I, am i right adam a hundred percent because i i don't know you're somewhat right there's some correctness in thank that. you thank you but it seemed like his big point was that so there's this this idea that DNA is so complicated, right? Right, that double helix. Baby. If there was a supercomputer that had a program that ran the probability of life, it's almost like the universe is either not even old enough, or even if it went on a hundred billion billion years it wouldn't be enough time for something as complicated as dna to get created right so okay. that, you know it's like the primordial soup it has organic matter in it mm -hmm. right organic molecules anyway right. this is before life is created and then what they taught me in biology is like lightning hit the water and then all there was like um those volcanic Eruptions, um, yeah, the underneath that created enough heat to like mix all these compounds, and over time somehow a cell to create got some created. sort, some some sort bacteria. of amoeba, you know, like right? the, the the most basic life, which is an amoeba, right? You're close, yeah. What is it? I don't know, just a single cell bacteria <laughs> or a virus, or the virus isn't really something life. that has life in it. But I mean, it, it did seem like a big jump. It definitely is like how people tell stories when they don't have enough of the information is always what it felt like to me. Now, I'm not filling in the gap like he is, but when somebody comes on and says, yeah, there's this missing piece yeah, that's just so impossible. I mean... I get that. I, I Look, I get that. This one, this one was hard for me because... If you hate you look, religion. No. Oh. I, I hate... I, I don't want to say hate. I don't hate religion. What I don't like about religion is that it creates war because I'm right, you're wrong. In well, my mind, religion creates this, people I'm create right, you're wrong. War too. Right, but I, I, appre I appreciated Joe's comment where, where he was mentioning that if you are God and you're all-knowing and all-loving and you create this universe, why would you create a person or a human being that wants war? And you know, Stephen Meyer's response to that is he wanted to give us free will, which is awesome, right? Free free will is amazing. That's the beauty of being a human. You do whatever you want. It's pretty good. Right? You can think whatever you want in the right circumstances. Yeah, yeah, Joe yeah, yeah, also yeah. brought up, hey, what about those people who are stuck in prison for something they didn't do? How is that free will? Like, that person got totally screwed. Well, that's always a solid argument. Like, why yeah. why is there so much pain? I mean, it's right. not like just mild discomfort. Like life for many, many people is incredibly painful. It's so difficult. So my other point to that is we're mentioning how insane it is to think that this double helix could be created that will create a human life that's different than all other life on Earth, you know, compared to animals, right? And mammals. We're a, mm -hmm. ma we're a mammal, but we can think, we can speak. No one else can that we know of. How is it not crazy to think we have this entire 
universe, right? We're just in the Milky Way, and we have all these other billions and billions of galaxies and stars, according to science. How is it any different to think how crazy that is to also think that God had some sort of creation in this DNA double helix? Like, it's just as crazy to think that this universe was created out of nothing, just in my mind, right? This is me personally. It's just as crazy to think that this universe came out of nothing or it came out of the Big Bang or yeah, it came yeah, out but of something crazy. This isn't crazy. a question about what's the craziest sounding. But he, it's the same thing, though. Not really. No? How he's, is it different? Because he's saying that the, like, there are ideas of the math not making sense. He's saying that geneticists or people that understand evolution mm-hmm. are saying that it, there wouldn't have been enough time or this was so improbable. It's almost like the universe itself is far more probable than life is on its own. Now, I don't know shit about Wait, that. Life meaning humans or life meaning They're just life? Just everything here. Everything yeah. that got made. Right. Like DNA is such a complicated thing mm-hmm. that can replicate itself, that has genes. He's talking about uh, the idea of different species, right? Mm-hmm. So we've all been taught, and I was always happy to believe that, you know, over time, there were mutations, and mutations led to different creatures, and that's why we have things, and then we check that with a fossil record, and we do all this business, right? And we were talking about Darwinism here. Yeah, of course, and, yeah. and a lot of other people are on board with this. Well, he's saying, well, mutations don't usually lead to anything good, right? Mm-hmm. This is why Marvel movies are so fun, because everyone gets zapped with radiation and they turn into a a superhero right but usually when that happens life gets destroyed mutations usually lead to things that don't support a creature being any better and again i don't know fuck all about it but to me like that's an interesting thing to think about for sure this podcast is brought to you by factor now that it's summer you might be looking for a wholesome convenient meals for sunny active days well factor america's number one ready to eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door you'll save time eat well and stay on track reaching your goals Too busy with summer plans to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well? Well, with Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting a flavorful and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. We offset 100% of our delivery emissions to your door, source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in, in our meals. Head to factormeals.com slash J-R-E-R 50 and use code J-R-E-R-5-0 to get 50% off your first box. That's code J-R-E-R-50 at factormeals.com slash J-R-E-50 to get 50% off your first box. So, yeah, with that in mind, it's like maybe maybe the mutation theory doesn't work well. Like, honestly, you know, we're... 
far too dumb for this. So, so either side of the argument could tell us something, and if they're compelling, we're just going to start believing what they say, right? Right. Because yeah. we don't have enough info. Well, and we're <laughs> open-minded. You could change my mind on anything if you give me a good enough freaking response. Yeah, of course. But, but I would like to know what are they looking at that brings them to this conclusion? Like m maybe the way that they look at rates of change of um, DNA or just the probability of what the first – how many pieces of proteins would need to line up to make the most basic life form possible? Mm -hmm. What are the odds of that? I feel like a supercomputer could do this or like AI could figure it out. Yeah. And if the result did come back to where the number was so high and then we asked the computer, all right, now guesstimate with random touching of molecules how long that would take. If it did say something like 100 billion billion years – you would have to kind of question how we've managed to do it so quick. And I think that was what he's trying to say. I, I wish Joe would have asked him if he thinks Jesus is an alien. Okay. Ooh, that would have been a good question. Right? That would have been a good because question. Because the most compelling, one of the most compelling things I heard is, you know, you think about universe as being God. And, mm -hmm. I, and I see myself thinking about that more because I believe in a higher entity, but I don't believe that it's a single entity, if that makes sense. Like there's something higher and that's why I believe we have a conscience, right? This is just my own theory of consciousness. And, you know, Stephen Meyer talked about how he felt like God was talking to him and it was out of this world, this experience that he had. And every time he listens to what in his mind is God telling him what to do, it leads him to a better path. It leads him to a more righteous, meaningful thing. And that's what you know, is good about religion. That's a good thing about religion. People are down and out. They're hurting. Get hope. They they get some hope. They get they they believe in something. It makes them. It makes their lives more meaningful. I mm -hmm. mean, it, it, at the center of this is meaning, right? We need to have meaning in order to feel fulfilled. That's all it is. And in my mind, when I'm listening to my conscience, is conscious God? I don't know, but there's something in me, and I think in others, that listen to what is being told to them in their own heads when they're, let's say you're meditating or you're just, you know, you're about to fall asleep, and there's somebody telling you something in your head, which we've all, I think, equated that to consciousness, or your conscience telling you something, not consciousness, excuse me, your conscience in my mind, is this higher power. And whether that's God or not, I don't know. Stephen clearly thinks it's God. I think it's just the universe trying to get me as a human to do to live my best life and to do the most meaningful, meaningful thing. Well, maybe it's just your brain reacting maybe. to a lot of different experiences. So, like, you have an urge, right, an impulse, and you're like, oh, I really want to do this right now, like go drink or go on a date or whatever, sleep with somebody. Right. And because of the experiences of your life and the times when other people did something similar to you that hurt you directly, you just go, eh, it doesn't feel good, but the impulse is too strong. To me, but that argument different. is just, well, it's just not that compelling because it's just voices in your brain. Yeah, but what, but what you're talking about, you're talking about, uh, you know, you mentioned going on a date or you know, following your impulse, right? That's more impulsive. I'm talking about this intrinsic, like, like 
feeling that you always get or that I always get if I know that I'm doing something that isn't following my path. And I don't know what that is. I can't explain what that is. In my mind, are you talking about guilt? No, I'm talking about this this feeling that I get if I'm doing something wrong, like if I'm not showing up for my friends, or if I'm not. I guess there's some guilt in there. Yeah, I could see that. There's some guilt in there, but it's more of a this feeling, this something that's in you, it as a human that knows right from wrong. There's this right and wrong thing, and maybe I, I did grow up as a Christian. Maybe it comes from that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, and to me, it just seems like uh, when those things happen to me, it's just my experience. It's like, yeah, I didn't do my work. I didn't clean my room. I didn't speak to somebody as politely or clearly as I should have. And then, you know, the whole rest of my day is like this kind of guilt cycle of I don't know if I'm really just – adding up right and wrong because as a small kid i wouldn't have known the difference but you know i'm an older person now so i'm just like yeah you know what i know i should have done all those things right i know that people are already annoyed that's the feeling i'm talking about you have that intrinsic feeling that comes to you where you know what's right or wrong and you just said you didn't grow up as a christian yeah yeah i get it doesn't it's not about right or wrong it's just bad in like responses right but i know if i don't do those things Generally, my life over time will fall apart if I don't do it. Right. So, what That's is experience? That? Is that God? No, it's just experience. Your okay. brain knows this. But according to Stephen, and what he kept saying is that is God telling him something. Right. Right. So, what he's doing there is making an argument. It's an assumption, kinda. But he the, he's using this as a point of proof. He's saying this is why I believe this, and this is my proof. Yeah. But I don't... It's his own proof, though. Yeah, but it doesn't feel any more compelling than... It, it seems logical that you, with enough bad input, could just figure it out. Like, you, you, how many snakes do you need to meet to where one of them bites you, and you're like, all right, snakes are real bad. i yeah. got to stay away from snakes. I guess for me, if if God gives you meaning and focus or something to like turn towards right like whether it's right or wrong or devil or you know like there's always this, everyone always says like there's a devil on one side of you and god on the other it's like angel and devil telling you right or wrong right right but you seek out i i, I guess i just have this feeling and it seems like you do too you kind of just know what it is that you need to do in order to feel like you're being the person you need to be. And I don't know what that is. That could be God to some people. That's probably God to so many people, right? In my mind, it's just the universe, whatever that means. Like the universe is telling me that I'm on the wrong path and I need to, you know, find my way. And look, I don't know if everyone feels this way. I've always felt that I need to listen to the universe. Is the universe God? I don't know. But I've always felt like I've known when, like, you know, people talk about serendipitous events, right? Like I met this person and it was just so weird because I was just thinking about this person and all of a sudden they show up at your doorstep. Or a they lot of call that is, you. is just coincidences. Totally, though. totally. But there's plenty of people who don't see that as coincidence. They just see it as 
this was somebody, this is a higher power telling me what to do, right? Sure. Okay. But then, you know, people like to be superstitious. And the most superstitious people I ever met. Superstitious? Super, stupor, <laughs> stupid-stitious. Uh, often, I don't know, pretty gullible. This yeah. podcast is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs make you look good. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. They stretch. They give you a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use anti-stink sweat, wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I love my bird dogs. I wear them all the time. They dry quickly. You know, definitely in the summertime when we're in and out of water and using the rivers, they're a great addition to my short catalog. So make sure to go to birddogs.com forward slash J-R-E-R and enter the promo code J-R-E-R for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash J-R-E-R or promo code J-R-E-R for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. You won't take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Well, Joe does kind of call him out throughout this and like really really wants him to focus on his point of like you know that whole thing that you're saying it's like all that's well and good but how does that tell you enough to then you know start making philosophical speeches that are connecting the two yeah like that's what it sounded like joe wanted to get the bottom of and I don't know how compelling it was. It wasn't reaching out to me. I mean, feelings of right and wrong and good and bad and what to do and what not to do. It's like, yeah, or maybe. But if that was built into all of us, people would do a better job in general. Yeah. But but I do think it's built into all of us. Right. I th- Again, I'm going to go with my own theory and well, my but, own thought okay, on this. It's on. like we so are God. In what way, though? We're, we are Narcissists. God don't feel, like, bad about things they do, and neither do sociopaths. Okay, true. I'm not saying everyone feels this way. I feel like a majority of us, and again, there's no science behind this. This is just a thought that I have, that we have a consciousness that is telling us to follow something. There's something there. We have to listen to it. We can't, For sure. We can't deny. I have a hard time thinking that if we asked anyone on the street... Do you have this voice inside your head that knows right from wrong? Or do we have this voice inside our head that, that we feel like is pulling us in a certain direction? We can listen to it or not listen to it, but I feel like it's there. Okay. And you think that's God? No, I think that's All the, the universe. universe. I think that's the universe. You don't think that's just our brain functioning through our lives to kind of orient us to not kill ourselves or die? I don't know. I mean, it, maybe back in the day, our brain was less, you know, feelings-based, right? So, like, it was it, our brain was telling us, you have to hunt for food or you're going to die, right? And it was, like, different back in the day. You, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, you know, when we were hunter-gatherers, okay? Yep. 100,000 years ago, I don't think someone was thinking what's right or wrong, they were they were thinking I need to eat tonight. Well, they might have been thinking what's right for the wrong for them or their family. I don't know. 
But Stephen keeps mentioning that, you know, he's, for example, he's drawing, he's drawn to passages in the Bible and things that relate to revelations in his life that he needed to hear. Okay. Right. He's just focusing on something that he read, and then he's making a reference to that when he feels something in his soul or somebody telling him something that's out, you know, uh, outer worldly. If I can't think of a better word for this right now, but like something other than his wife or his kids or friends telling him what to do. There's something telling him what to do, and he is relating that to what he has read. That's just, in my mind, that's just something that happens when you're constantly thinking about being a better person, right? Yeah. I, I'm just saying it wasn't that compelling. Regardless. No, it's not that compelling. Even, it, if, in, in my even mind, if it seems interesting, and it's like, okay, you got this feeling. But, but do you get that feeling? Do you get that feeling where where something is telling you, and I don't know what it is, whether it's the universe or God or, you know, when when you're sitting in your bed at night, there's you you have thoughts in your head. Is something? Is there a higher power? And when I say higher power, I just mean something yeah. telling you to do something, like this this urge to do something different. What it, what is that? Because I get that. Yeah, I I feel like it was. It's just like. You have a job that you hate and you know it, but you have compromised yourself a lot because you need money and you're not brave enough to go start your own business or do something else. So you work for someone like most people do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you work for somebody, you don't like it or you're dating someone and you're stuck in a relationship you don't like and it just feels bad. Yeah. Basically, all that's happening is in the day that while you're awake, you're getting a negative response from it. It's a feedback that you constantly are getting. Yeah, and your brain is trying to keep you safe. So it's like, hey, those people suck, and the person you're dating sucks. You need to jump away from it. But you can't do it because it takes a lot of bravery, and it's very difficult. Leaving your job or your spouse or whatever is hard, right? So it just gives you this message. Right. So what is that? We don't know. It's keeping you away from... People that suck. But it's like what, your brain is going to do that. Well, right. that. That's what I would want my brain to do if we were just machines. It's key, It's trying to keep you away from something that sucks. But most people just deal with the suck. Right. But I don't. I don't see how it would need to be the universe or God or separate than just your brain doing it. It feels like that's what it would do. It's only designed to keep you safe. Okay. But if you look at animals. In an animal's brain, as far as I can tell, they know what to do. They are always, they, they have this instinct ability to get food. They have this distinct, distinct ability to, you know, f- provide for their young, right? It's like, it's in, it's, it's, it's in them. It's yeah, they, part of their DNA. They don't. It's part of their DNA. But so, they don't have as much distractions as we do. But it's part of their DNA, right? It's part of something in them that creates this innate ability to do the things that they are supposed to do to survive. Right. It's just a survival response. Okay. So why is our survival response more... I guess, in tune to being better people. I don't know. I don't know the answer, but there's something there. 
is that God? Is that there's? It seems to me like there's a higher power. Right. I see what you're saying. Right. But it might just be that we're more communal. You know, like penguins all work together in a big giant group. They probably have that feeling too. You I love penguins. You don't want to be the asshole penguin. <laughs> so they know that they got to work together. You know? Yeah. Well, we're social creatures. It, you know. It, yeah. We so, need. We need. We need love. We need connection. We need community. I mean, love is the big one, right? Love is kind of the thing that if you think about life in general, that might be the most compelling argument for a God or for the universe I as love a whole. That. love that. Because that one is like, well, you know, the need for love or the want for it, maybe it is just a response that is like, yeah, it means that your community is not kicking you out, so you're behaving the right way. You're respected by your peers, so that's a good start. That will increase your ability to survive. Right. And it's less, you're less likely to be attacked just in general. So you have uh, less reason to fear, so therefore lower depression, lower anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the response of what and love the, is. And this also goes back to tr- tribal communities right like even way back in the day you, you oh, need it was super to important then well yeah you have to focus on your community you have it's like they say uh uh you know it takes a village right like back you know not too long ago right we're talking three four hundred years five hundred years ago it was so much more communal than it is now at least in the in the states in the united states oh with yeah the, no with doubt. the pilgrims no with, <laughs> with the native americans thank you native americans are very communal, right? They yeah. focused on community. They focused on helping each other with all of the tasks that needed to happen. And then for whatever reason, we somehow became this one one for all kind of, you know, this, this society that only cared about themselves. Yeah, it, well, it's much easier now to be individualistic. And, which is a problem in my mind. Yeah, I don't think that that's good for people in general like to not have community and you know you add in things like oh working out's not important or you know doing hard things is not important because we've made things a lot easier and i think a lot of that is just taking us away from really what in a sense our dna is telling us hey you're you're gonna feel better and function better if you strive for these difficult things or to help one another to help one another? Right. Again, for community, though. Yeah, think about how good it feels when you help someone, mm-hmm. right? Or think about how good it feels when you stop thinking about making money and stop thinking about me, 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 right? Get that e- It's the ego, right? Yeah. And to me, ego is really what it's, it's like the, if if we're talking about the devil and God, right? If we're talking about Jesus and Satan or God and Satan, in my mind, Satan is ego, right? It's this, it's this primordial, you know, feeling that I can do better. I am better than somebody, right? I don't know where that comes from. So you agree, like, don't get this. We got to flip over to someone else, but are you agreeing with his point or do you just feel like you are driven and run by something that's bigger and outside of you? Yes. I just feel like there's something else out there. Then why wouldn't you listen to it? I did listen to it. All the time? That's how you run your life? I would say that there's some 
that there is a, in my mind, there is a higher power that knows more than I do. And I don't know what that is. That's all I can say. Hmm. There's something there, and 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 again, so you're I, you're leaning in the direction of I'm where not, he's coming. I'm from. not leaning in the direction of that. There's a God. I'm leaning in the the direction of there is something out there in this universe that has maybe more control than we do, and I don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean that seems I also, reasonable. I also believe in the Big Bang theory. Like I believe that we came from nothing. I don't think it was somebody in the clouds like snapping their fingers like. On the seventh day, there was frickin' sun, or what? I don't even know because I'm not. I don't follow the Bible, but uh, chimichangas. Yeah, on the that seventh, was the day, seventh day, we went to Chili's and ate some chimichangas. Yeah. No, he rested. <laughs> seventh day, he rested. All oh, right, that's Sunday. He was done. But it, look, Only it took was, him six days. I, I I really did enjoy this conversation. It was great. It was hard to follow. There was a lot of information. I think Joe was having a really hard time following Stephen. But I think Joe did a an amazing job no, of I feel questioning like, him. I feel like Joe got just wanted him to clarify some points, and you know they went on some tangents, and he only wanted to stick mostly to his area of specialty and not speak out of turn. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when people come on Joe's show, he's like, "I just want to know who you are, dude." Well, I like, want to know. What do you think? I want to know here? what you think. I want to yeah. know what you think about this higher power. Real quick, give it yeah, five, I mean, and we'll we'll switch over to Adrian. I mean, look, he he wasn't compelling with the with the voices in his head thing. Uh, that no. didn't work for me. To me, it just seems like a lot of stimulus response stuff, you know. But maybe that's a boring way of looking at it. Uh, the probability factor, I like those because they're more mathematical, right? So if there are, you know, and. Not to say that I have to wait for a supercomputer to do the math and then tell me or everybody, oh, yeah, this is actually impossible. Mm. But there's something interesting there, you know? It's like if we had a simulation, right? So a supercomputer running a simulation with organic molecules, which is just like carbon chains yeah. from asteroids. To see if it created slamming life. Slamming into a planet. Right, to see if it created life. Exactly, and we yeah. speed it up. And then we run a hundred million of them, and it, it and it wouldn't matter how many we run for how long, assuming the program was correct. Mm-hmm. It every time it took a hundred billion years to do it, and our universe is way younger. That is interesting, right? It, that to me says, oh well, something's missing, right? Right? I don't. It doesn't mean I have to believe in God for it, but it's like okay, there's, there's something missing there, right? Well, it's like the thing that McKenna said, right? It's all about science and reason except for one big miracle. Right. So. Yeah. But there's always going to be unexplained stuff. Yeah. There's always going to be unexplained things. Nothing comes from nothing, baby. I thought it was super thought-provoking. I have to say that. Absolutely. Like, it. there there were parts of it that I was like, oh, I've never even considered that. Which is why we love Rogan, baby. Yeah, come on. Bring it on. We wouldn't have read this on our own this week. Absolutely not. All right, let's jump over to, uh, uh, what was her name again? Andrea? Adrian. Adrian. Yep. Adrian. Uh, she had a tough start in comedy. Having to pay to be at an open oh, mic. Oh, dude. For, what God. did she say, 10 hours? Oh, she would work for free and then maybe get a five-minute slot? See, that is... <laughs> 
some fucking dedication, people. That's how you get good. And and here's the thing. I haven't seen her do stand-up. Number one, Joe has her at a club and says she's very funny. So for me, that would be enough. A comedian at his level, you know, recommending anybody else, that they're going to be good. Yeah. However, you start hearing those stories and that they stuck at it. I mean, that that's like, you know... That's that's how diamonds are forged, mm. you know? I like that. Well, think about how difficult that would be. Would you work for 10 hours for free to maybe do five minutes? To get into the Playboy Mansion, maybe. Right. Okay. That's a different type of five minutes. Yeah. And you only have five minutes, so you got to work fast. <laughs> you got to work fast. Yeah, it depends on who you're working for. For but, half, maybe. Yeah, I don't even know how she was able to, like, to just live her life and do that. I mean, maybe she had another job other days, but that well, is, that is dedication. I mean, it looked, it, it seemed to me like her dedication for a long time was trying to get on SNL. Yeah. Right. She, that she, was, that was her priority. Well, that's what she originally thought. I don't know if she pursued it that hard. She was just like, I like SNL. Her right. mom was like, well, then you need to be a stand up. So she just kind of focused on stand up and then did that. Right. But when she was doing those 10 hour stints for $0, she was in that mindset still of, I want to get on SNL. Right. I think, I that think by then on. she was, she was probably just sold on, on stand up. Yeah. You know, but, um, it, she got in with the right people. I mean, Ari Shafia gave her a shout out to Rogan. Like, you got to check this person out. Yeah, you know, anyone that gets on well with Ari is a legend because it's, it's Ari. I like saying Ari. <laughs> uh, I I didn't know much about Ari uh, or Ari, however you want to say it. Okay, tomato tomato. He that's the British way of saying it. It was fun to hear some of her. I guess uh, some of her, basically her relationship with Ari is a lot closer than I had known. I didn't know they were friends, but saying how Ari would just, what did, what did she say? That he went into her ex-husband's house. He was in her ex-husband's house and his computer was open and his email was still on. Something like that. And he, and Ari went into his email and, and emailed Adrian from her ex-husband's email, some weird shit. Like Saying, I fucking let's get miss back you. Together and that's so fucked. <laughs> He's such a fucker. And it's so funny. <laughs> He's such a fucker. It's God, so like, funny. Only like He's, only some people do that type of shit. But he's pure comedian through and through. Yeah. Like he can he can really sit in the place of discomfort. Because mm-hmm. you know, he'll throw something out or he'll fuck with someone or he you know, dose up Bert at his house. Oh, yeah. And, like, so whatever mean. the consequences are, Ari is ready. Yeah. He's ready to do it. And he just takes it on. I don't know why he chooses that. It seems really unusual, but it is very entertaining. Yeah. And maybe he just truly just, in a way, doesn't give a fuck. It's not like people are turning their back on him. Right. I mean, they like him. They but love that guy. She did mention that if you were to speak to Ari directly to his face and say, "Hey, I don't want you to do this," he won't do it. But if right. you, but if you don't say anything, he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants to get a laugh. Yeah, like what he was. There was he's something an unusual where character, man. Rogan was saying he took a shit in a in a bucket oh. or something and put it on stage. Oh yeah, Tupperware. 
What brought a weirdo. it to like Skankfest or something. What a weirdo. Well, you know, and I didn't. He's very popular, so it works. This is getting off subject from Adrian, but just for a minute, I did. I did not realize that Ari was so entrenched in the in Judaism. Like I didn't realize he grew up so strict with the religion. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. It makes so much more sense why he put out the the Jew YouTube. Oh yeah, right the the special that he did. Well, I think he was like Hasidic. Yeah. Like as like strict big, as it gets. Big time. And that's how he was raised. And it got to a point where, for whatever reason for him, it didn't fit. And he moved away. And now he sees life in a very unusual... I mean, imagine that perspective. That's right? probably what makes him so fucked up. Such massive in indoctrination, you know, into what this... There's one way to be, and this is the only way. And, right. And now he's free to just say whatever he wants. I mean, so he's going to get a little crazy because he hasn't done that most of his life. Half of his point. life, he was it was so strict. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense why he would do such crazy things. No, it's it's yeah. Right. He's an un- unusual person. So for sure. does Adrian have any specials or anything going? I don't remember. Well, she said she just filmed one at okay. um, the Comedy Mothership. So oh, she's nice. been opening for CK for a while. Okay, that's and right. I've heard her name. A few times, even though I said it incorrectly, but I have heard of her, and I heard that Louis had this person that was just crushing opening for him, and I just didn't get a chance to to watch it yet. But I mean, right. if you're on the road with Louis, I mean, I mean, let's just talk about the impact of who Louis C.K. is. I mean, when he went to Rogan's club and walked around and gave suggestions, Rogan was like 100% everything you say we're just doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make the stage smaller. Right. Lower the ceiling. What did you think about... I, I really appreciated her um, reminiscing about getting kicked off of not only one, but two different... Oh, charity events. Comedy charity events. Yeah. And that, I mean, I can't remember the first one why she got kicked off, but the second one, it sounded like it didn't hit as bad because she had already been kicked off of one of her... Well, she made the pedophile joke. The, the pedophile joke. Yeah. Pedophile? Yeah, yeah. That's how we say this in England. Okay. Well, it's... Dude, with you got to keep giving me a spelled with a time. D, bro. It's spelled with a D. Yeah, ped. <laughs> There's only one E, not two. Pedophile right. joke. We, we like to pedophile. capitalize our E's. All right, E's. so she made a pedophile joke. Yeah, and it was like the poor, poor uh, pedophile. It You know, that's just gross, but if you do it on a yacht... Yeah, like if you're, you're if you're loaded and you do it on a yacht, it's okay if the, it, even if the children get younger. And it happened to be someone there that did that, uh, so everyone got butt hurt. She had no idea. She didn't know. She didn't know. Also, that's a good joke. It's a great joke. It's a great good joke. So just that joke alone makes me really like her because look, we all hate well, rich pedophiles. People get a bit Obviously, stuck up. we all hate, 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 hate pedophiles. There, it's crazy, but to joke about this—that's comedy. Yeah, it's coming. Take a joke. And that's also, why it's called a fucking joke. I would say those people that didn't laugh in that audience that were pro pedophile. 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 Mm. They have to be. Because why would you not laugh? Mm. What are you sticking up for the guy that owns the yacht? I didn't care for that at all. I wish I that I wish I was there. But it's the same as you know, why comedians now don't do college events. Yeah. They don't go to colleges anymore. Nobody wants to. People are too liberal. Well, they're just getting wacky. 
or just, you know, people are taking offense to too many things and mm-hmm. not realizing that it's a comic talking. We're not, this isn't fucking some scientist on a speech to the community. I mean, but think about it if it was, right? I mean, if it was Stephen Maya going into a place that was like mostly non-religious people and he's just giving his philosophy, should they shout him and boo him off the stage? No. No. Absolutely not. They absolutely shouldn't. Absolutely not. So what did you think about her, uh, Adrian, mentioning how uh, this resonated with me about how, you know, you're in a marriage, you're in a relationship, whatever, and you live in separate houses or you sleep in separate beds? Because I've been thinking about this a lot. I was recently divorced and I was thinking about how... You think that would be better? No, I was just... I've been recently thinking about how if we were to co-parent... Meaning, if I were to ask my ex-wife now, let's say we were still married, if I were to ask her, hey, you take the kid for the weekend, go hang out with your... Or if I were to take the kid for the weekend and she were to go hang out with her friends, have that weekend to herself, if we did that every once in a while, I'm not saying every week, but if you gave each other that time and that energy to be themselves and to be with other people and to not be with each other all the time, I think the divorce rate would go way down. Probably true. Right. I, I just recommend marrying someone you want to be around. That too. Obviously, there's a lot of nuances to that. Yeah. But it, you know, thinking about living in separate homes, I, that's something I never thought about. I don't know if that's the right way, but it, it, it was interesting to think about because it might help it relationships. Might for some. Yeah. But you're not really married then. I mean, I guess legally. But, like, what's the point of even being together? Right. You're just living in different homes. I'd live with you. <laughs> we, you can live in the pool house. <laughs> How about that? Oh, you I got a pool? You enough. Nice. I see you enough. You got a pool? I'm in. All right, let's go. All right, on that note, we are done. Uh, listen to these two. This comedian is great, and that philosopher is interesting as hell. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Are you more religious? Do you believe in God now, or was that all nonsense? Hard to know. Todd, it's been a pleasure. We've done a year of pods here. I love you to death. Love you, buddy. We're doing them remotely. Keep the podcast studio here alive. And thank you to everybody that listens and puts up with us. We don't know what we're talking about, but we have a good time. And I'm so glad that you guys are here for the ride. Let's do it. Love that. All right. Peace out, y'all.